Welcome to this week's episode of Another Phase. I'm your host, Tamara Dreesen, and this is a podcast for the lunar curious and mystical seekers. So, we are on episode 12, and I just wanted to take a moment to say thank you so much for tuning into this podcast, if you've been following along, and if you have been in touch to let me know that you're enjoying it, or if you rated it or left a review, thank you, thank you, thank you. I wasn't sure if starting this podcast was one of those crazy ideas, and I really appreciate you taking the time to let me know that I'm on the right track with this. You know what they say about when you buy something from an independent business, someone does a happy dance. Well, the same can be said when you reach out and let someone know that their work has inspired or supported you in some way. So yeah, if you have been in touch, and even if you haven't, you've just been listening and enjoying the podcast, thank you so much for being here. I'm really, really grateful for you um, and that you chose are choosing to listen to this. So <laughs> this week's guest is Jill Irwin. Jill is the founder of She's Lost Control. They are London's most well-known crystal dealers and a conscious lifestyle brand. You, If you've been following me for a while on Instagram, then you probably know She's Lost Control because we have collaborated together on quite a few projects and events over the years. And Jill and I share a mutual passion for crystals and also raising the awareness around responsibly mined crystals, which we're gonna dive into deeper during this conversation. We are also gonna be talking about how you can make your mystical practices more sustainable and ethical. We talk about aligning with the moon and how we feel at different phases of the moon. You can also expect some business chat on how we talk, try to maintain some kind of work-life balance <laughs> because, you know, what I say when you find something that you, when you do work that you love, you never work a day in your life. <laughs> but I think that when you do the work you love, um, I think you can end up working a lot more. <laughs> but it doesn't feel like work. It's so sneaky. Um, but yeah, like if you are curious about what goes on behind the scenes of our businesses, then that, um, part of the conversation might be interesting for you. So yeah, I'm going to leave you here. I hope you enjoy listening to this episode with Jill. for this chat yeah looking forward to it really am well um I know I feel like we've been like had this in the diary or been trying to arrange it for ages yeah totally I I think though the fact that it's now and it's after the Aries full moon it feels like it was always meant to be at this time yeah we were going to do it on the Leo um Mm. new moon I think originally yeah I think yeah because yeah it was yeah that would have been slap bang in the middle of my chaos of setting up the shop and like full Leo energy as well. So <laughs> just, <laughs> I don't know if that's a bad well. <laughs> but your thought is now and like now I'm on the kind of down low after all mm. the shop set up. <laughs> and how's it feeling like now the shop's up like up and running? It feels amazing. Yeah. Feels amazing. It was it's like I can't actually believe I've done it and it's all over I, I don't really know what I'm going to do with my time now that I'm not like setting up like talking to builders every day talking to solicitors and 
kind of doing all the prep, looking for the new stock and things like that. It's like, it's been so much work. Um, and now it's over. So I'm, now I'm just like, I don't know, chilling out with you, doing a <laughs> podcast, on the tank this afternoon. <laughs> so nice. And I guess that's the, the, um, the thing that people th- like will go to the shop, the new shop on Broadway Market, and um, we'll be like, oh my God, this is so beautiful. This is so chill. This is so amazing. And you just don't see all of the, yeah, the, the hard work and the emotion, <laughs> the emotion behind it. Yeah, completely. And you know what, actually, um, when I was looking at it, so so basically it, it was the Aries new moon when we kind of start, when we went into yeah. down. Yeah, because yeah. we were talking about it, weren't we, when we went for yeah. um, dinner and we were talking about kind of like where, whether you stay where you were exactly. or the other place. Exactly. And I don't know if you remember actually, because we were having quite a few chats about it, but um, I was trying to decide whether to stay at 15 Broadway Market where we were or move to 74 Broadway Market. Yeah. Um, there's different circumstances in each of them, but every day I, I just felt, I just kept feel, feeling like stuck a little bit. Yeah, because you kept getting the hangman, didn't you? I kept getting the hangman, kept getting the tower as well. And this is just before lockdown. <laughs> and now I kind of like, obviously now, now. I'm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but me and um, like Mish, who, who um, works at works as part of the team at SLC she um we just kept pulling the tower she kept pulling it and we're like, what's going on but um and then lockdown happened and it was kind of things started to become a little bit clearer and I was like right well I can't stay at 15 Broadway Market um I'm gonna have to leave there because of circumstances with lockdown and things and it just I started to plant that seed with the Aries new moon and it started to kind of work from there onwards to kind of decide what to do. And I just, I kind of just like surrendered to the situation and just like let, um, just kind of saw how things unfolded a little mm. bit. And then we obviously opened on the Aries full moon and I hadn't really like, it wasn't until, it was meant to open in August. And then yeah, <laughs> it's always the way, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was meant to open in September. And then it was like, and then I was like, oh my God, no, I've got to open on the 1st of October. It's got, it's got to be the Aries full moon. Yeah, and your um, moon is in Aries as well. My moon is in Aries. So it's just such a powerful time for me as well. Um, and yeah, and it was just that kind of thing of, you know, this is something that I, I really enjoy doing with manifesting from, from the new moon throughout all the way through the six months something you taught me actually Tamara in one of your circles and it was mm. kind of you know plant the seeds in that and then six watch the six months go by and manifest you know slow manifestation up to the point of um where you kind of realize whatever that dream sort of is and it's kind of it really it really helps me it really helps me kind of stay focused over a longer period of time and it's really worked with this one. <laughs> yeah. Really but is it similar with um, Pip with uh, Now Studio? She did, it was the new moon in Air, no, new moon in Taurus last year. And she did, she like double dropped pyrite. <laughs> in what she did one of my IG lives, it was like a moon ceremony with pyrite, but she did it twice. And then she said she was so wired she couldn't sleep because pyrite is just this fire yeah. energy, isn't it? And um, then the next day she was told, the, this place that she was looking at um they then offered her another place that was bigger for less money oh, yeah I remember. Then, but it had loads of work to do like on it and then she all the work got finished on the tourist for me 
wow. last year. So she was ready to open the doors. So she she didn't even connect that. And then it's that reflection of like, when did I plant those seeds? And that's why I say to everybody, like journal, write them down, like see what was kind of planted then and how that's coming through for you. Yeah, exactly. And looking back, looking back on it, because that six months period is a long enough time for you to have started to kind of put the wheels in motion. Mm. And it's, um, it really is beneficial because it kind of it's it means that you can then implement that going forward as well yeah really powerful and sometimes I think we really think that we've got to rush the process or we're running out of time and so we can get really frustrated when it's like oh I've had my heart set on it opening on this date but it's that it always happens when it's meant to and I guess as well for you with the new shop like Aries that Aries energy is all about being a trailblazer yeah and like injecting that full moon energy of abundance and celebration and culmination and just really taking she's less control to the next level like I'm getting goosebumps like thinking wow. about it it's just really putting that energy into it as well as all of the crystal grids that you've <laughs> done in the shop yeah totally it's yeah I mean the Aries it's that Aries it's it's my Aries moon that kind of drives me it's that side of me that really pushes me with all of that so it's yeah, it's been kind of really good to really kind of uh, journal on like the different my different emotions throughout the moon the moon cycles and really kind of figure out how I'm gonna how I'm actually gonna implement everything that I want to kind of do. But I think it's my Aries moon that enables me to kind of have that foresight to I don't know like kind of keep my business head screwed on a little bit. Yeah, but also I think for you it's act first, think later. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> Last year, your Aries, you're like, because it's just go, and it's just you're so quick to just go with that energy and deal with it later, which I think is is really powerful. It can be. I can imagine it, sometimes it's stressful because then when you get time to think about, it, you're like, oh my God, like, how is this going to work out? But it makes you get shit done. Whereas so many people just overthink the, shall I do this? Shan't I do this? what is this the right time to, and, and by that time sometimes the energy is gone um and something else is coming through for them but you're always like so quick <laughs> yeah completely that is true actually and I, I do always kind of just act first think later but it's and it's I think like on, trusting on, your intuition it's not like a blind yeah, thing exactly. it's just yeah I just kind of can see a route to something sometimes and then just think well I'll just do it and yeah. then I'll kind of be open to whatever opportunities mm. kind of land in my feet along the way <laughs> or yeah but I think yeah but that's just what I think has made like your journey like what it is and yeah. SLC as a brand what it is yeah. and the community that you're 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 building with that and the team that you've got as well yeah definitely I think because if if I think about me like me on a new moon versus me on a full moon two yeah. completely different people really so, like I end up um like new moon for me is it's where I kind of actually thrive on that Aries energy actually mm -hmm. and that's I start getting excited and getting to create a flow I have all these idea around downloads and that's when I'm like right start of a new cycle like, like yeah I, kind of, I really get in the flow mm. that's when I get to full moon I'm often quite um I can be quite exhausted actually mm. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and even though we do, you know, we do moon cycles, every, we do moon circles every um, full moon, every new moon, SLC, actually on the full moons, I can, I quite often just need to go inwardly and I just kind of, um, maybe I'll watch it later on, record it and watch it and do 
myself later but it's it, for me full moon's not it's a time where I just have to kind of really go inward and be kind of like reflect and kind of um just have some real downtime mm. it's so it's so empowering to have that awareness as well because I think so many people put pressure on themselves to be like new moon got to do something waxing moon, or full moon got to do something with all the things but I think often there'll be one that resonates with you more and that's your time to be making magic or sometimes you might be drawn to the new moon another time you might be drawn to a full moon depending on what zodiac sign it's in um and it's think it's just so important to just find your own flow with like where where that is and what works for you but what do you know what moon phase you were born under by Um, chance moon phase yeah oh yeah um (laughs) I was waxing okay so that's like the the go-go energy as well yeah exactly but it is I think so many people can like the full moon energy can it can go either of two ways like I and it's different for me like some of them are just so intense so for me the Aries full moon Reese like um that was last week at the time of recording this was so intense for me yeah like so intense I was like buzzing but it just there was a lot <laughs> exactly and that's oh that's what I was going to say actually that which obviously you I know you know a lot about as well that kind of um tuning into our kind of feminine cycles yeah so a lot of work on that recently especially in lockdown um and what's really interesting I mean I wish I'd done it years ago to be honest I believe I didn't but um but just really understanding um what's going on with my body and how that kind of um works in tune with with the moon cycles or so, for instance when I ov- when I ovulate um on a full moon then that's yeah kind of feel all empowered actually and that one time when there's a full moon that I actually feel different I don't feel as kind of I don't feel like I want to hide away as much yeah but, um, normally I do but I've really noticed that actually when it's when it's time that I ovulate because I, I actually ovulate I actually um my cycles are like 20 25 days okay every each moon I change every yeah the moon cycle so I'll be waxing waning, and full moon new moon it's every time it's me um so it's really interesting to kind of tune in and, and watch what's actually ha- and what's actually happening and then you can kind of really figure out you know right well this is when I'm I know I'm going to be really productive um, or that this is that I'm going to be really be able to be creative and really get in the flow but um or it might be a time when you know you're going to feel really tired and you just need to kind of take a step back so it's it, you can kind of plan a little bit as well yeah. <laughs> I don't even necessarily want to plan. Everything. No, I think it's working with what working with your energy. Though. Like um, my periods are quite irregular, so I wish <laughs> I tried to do that um, as much as I can. But it's so nice when you are more um, when you kind of know that you've got a more regular pattern. Yeah, definitely. It's it's really good, and you can and it's just not recognizing those emotions more than anything. Mm. Um, you know, we all feel completely different at different times of the month, and it's all due to our different the changes in our hormone levels um and you know it can have a, it has a really big impact but when you combine that with the um the energies of the moon and what's actually going on out up there then it kind of really can impact on how you're feeling how your day goes really mm, yeah well have you um you're no lead solicitor but like she in her new book that like, she talks about and she's been sharing it on instagram posts like what it means to bleed on different phases of the moon so it has different messages and then also I haven't read it in the book yet um I need I want to just have like a full day (laughs) to read it I just have not had the chance with everything going on but 
um she talks about bleeding what it means to bleed on different new like zo- moons yeah so that, she- the zodiac sign as well yeah so she talks about um so she talks about the full moon bleed mm. and it's in that's kind of you know that's when you're going to be all empowered and that's when you can you need to kind of drive something forward um which yeah totally resonates with me because like I was saying with when I'm not um bleeding on a full moon I kind of don't I, I kind of I'm quite lethargic I haven't got the energy I want to kind of just like hibernate a little bit but when I am I'm a com- I'm completely different person so it does kind of, it does really resonate it, yeah she's got some really good info out there on yeah and, and yet like you said tying in the zodiac as well just adds that additional layer to it because that's such a huge impact as well like um like you know when I when it's like in August when it was Leo season I was kind of completely different again because I've got Leo quite a lot of Leo in my chart mm. and strong connections with Leo and again that just that full moon is really kind of important for me mm. and that what um what I was gonna say and I guess that just you might do you find that as you're with having the shop and having all the events because you've completely because of lockdown you pivoted in so many ways as well haven't you like I mean we've all had to yeah. and you've got the online like digital events now or like the community culture thing which is like incredible um and like do you find because you're working with all of these different healers and teachers and practitioners like how like because I remember when you first opened She's Lost Control on like Valentine Road and like you were doing all of the workshops and like so much like doing in that side of it and you must have just had this like turbo healing (laughs) thing going on and like attending all of those things at, at the beginning yeah, definitely. And I mean, I think, um, yeah, when I look back at, at me then, and I think about that, the kind of beginning of that of that sort of journey, I, I kind of obviously hadn't experienced, I'd experienced, there wasn't as many of us doing these no. sessions in, in the way that we do now, that mm. kind of modern sort of um, more accessible um, healing. And I just kind of jumped ahead and just did it had had you know was was starting to move Aries moon again (laughs) starting to move in that direction and just um and it became quite overwhelming actually Mm -hmm. when I look back now and think about it it was like quite sort of eye-opening we were attending like Cheryl and Cheryl and I my business partner at the time we were you know we were attending pretty much every session yeah three or four sessions a week and these were like this was like deep stuff um and yeah it, it kind of I suppose it's just about balance and kind of getting it getting it right but it's now I kind of I kind of separate the two quite a lot you know I yeah. attend quite a few of the sessions but um but I also do a lot of um like self-healing and a lot of for me it's I kind of associate in some ways you know like it's like going to work some of yeah. the sessions so it's quite difficult to kind of really get well, you're not going to switch off in the same way <laughs> as you would because it's your space I know whenever I don't know if it's your space you're always kind of if you hear a noise or you're you you're you don't switch off from being the hostess do you exactly. and it's the same with the digital with the community culture that we're doing um you know I'll yeah I might be there present in the session but I'm looking at the comments I'm checking someone's mm. on here someone I'm replying so it's there's there's things like that that it kind of it can get it, it it's not actually that beneficial so I kind of need to decide I often need to decide right am I participating in this in this session if I am if somebody 
from the team who's who's also here who so that I can kind of actually participate otherwise it can just have a, the opposite effect it's not yeah. it's not beneficial at all um but then so that's when like self-healing's become really important for me like you know I'm trained in sound healing and did my reiki with you yeah. <laughs> Um, but I, you know, I don't, it, it, that, that's all for me. So the sound, mm. I do sound healing out um, in groups sometimes, but very rarely it's more that's like my, that's like my kind of sacred time. That's all for me. <laughs> I love it. I think it's so important to hold, have something back for yourself yeah. because when that's, it's just that tipping point, isn't it? When what you, you we've both kind of started out are these businesses not to really set up a business but because we're so passionate and interested and this is what we want to be doing and then it becomes a job and then the boundaries get blurred and it's really kind of hard to kind of separate yourself so it's so important to do things that are just for you yeah definitely where, where you're in receiving mode um and you're not in that in that position to kind of like you're still working because you can know it's hard to switch off isn't it yeah exactly exactly really hard to switch off and and you know like with slc it's like it's 24 7 pretty much it's you know like constantly getting uh, it is when you've got instagram <laughs> you've got people messaging you <laughs> at crazy o'clock <laughs> yeah and sometimes i think it like from the outside maybe it looks bigger than Mm. what it is and a lot of the time it has you know through lockdown it was just the two of us myself and Katya trying to kind of hold everything together and we kind of built it back up again and it's like five of us now again but um but yeah it kind of it, it can seem from the outside looking in it can yeah. actually seem like there's more going on and there's more people answering those answering those calls but the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think that I've just like been doing um, like Lunar Vision, which was like a five day uh, moon phase course. And I just was like, oh, I think I'm going to do this thing. And I always think, oh, is anyone going to sign up? And I've had like over 500 people sign up. <laughs> but, but you're not just managing the groups and things. It's people that can't get on yeah. or aren't receiving their emails. <laughs> so you're having to do this kind of customer service and replying to it. And I'm loving it. But I was like, I've got to cap it because if any more more people normally I'd keep it open for latecomers but I was like I, can't, I need to be able to manage my energy it is just me but like as I've spoken to you before I know I, I know I need to get a, a virtual assistant it totally <laughs> but I'm like someone I, I said it to one of my friends the other day I was like but I just haven't even got time to look for that person which is the clear sign that I need to do that I've got so much resistance like I was even gonna um like you know like the coven I was gonna post on there on their job board and I posted like typed it out and then I was like oh <laughs> I don't know why like I've I've just got to do it like I was speaking to my friend Giselle because she we were saying something we were having a similar conversation and she's like oh she's like yeah I'm the same I've got resistance I was like let's be accountability buddies let's just put the ads out there (laughs) by the end of the week I've got to do it yeah definitely because you've always said that's the best thing for you like for your business like do it before was it do it before you're ready yeah, I'd always, that's always been, well, again, it's like, it's my area. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I, I've always, you know, I've always stretched myself mm. in business. So, um, and I've always seen the benefit of kind of, you've got to think about it. Obviously, you're bringing this extra person in to like 
a to take the weight off you but also mm. take the, the workload off you so that you can actually um do more of the things that are actually going to pull in more revenue or yeah. like help your business grow so in, in, in doing and that so that's if you get the right person that is what will happen yeah right? that's like it's no this you know it's that's just the science mm. <laughs> <laughs> Maths, maybe. has it always been easy for you to find the right people no not really <laughs> it's hard. It, it, it is it is hard to find the right people you do have to dedicate the time to it mm. you have to be really what I have learned actually in in having employed people in the past and kind of finding the right people is just to be completely honest with what it is that this job entails and because you know you want someone that's genuinely you know really into um wellness and really into everything that you do and everything that you are um but in addition you need them to have those that skill set yeah and yeah so there can be a lot of like oversight over excitedness a lot of the time and it sometimes um you know you just need to rein it back and just check that that skill set's there for what support you make you feel kind of um like you can step away yeah yeah I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it (laughs) gonna manifest that um that person um it is just I just got like even I just I think my limiting belief around that is like if it's the right is it gonna be more hard work if it's the wrong person and then because it's my baby like literally like I've worked on it so much over the years like long long like crazy hours and I think it's I think it is just that yeah I know handing it over yeah I, I hear you I hear you it, it's but but you know it's like I've got a great team around yeah. Me and it's, yeah you've got an incredible team like yeah, the dream of, squad yeah totally and you know SLC wouldn't be where it was now if it wasn't if it wasn't for them and I and, and feeling supported is the main is the main thing for me and they they completely they completely do that yeah and how do you like balance your kind of like work-life balance (laughs) does that exist because I was having like I was talking to another friend about it because I all right so I was reflecting on my journaling so we've just had the full moon in Aries then I looked at my new moon in Aries journaling and then looked at my full moon in Aries from last year journaling which is like it was just mind-blowing to see what has come through in that time what I was reflecting on how that's manifested how I was feeling about things how things have shifted um but also just things that I was pondering so at one of them I can't remember which one it was like oh I just feel like I need to be more more creative like I've just spent so much time on my work but actually I'm so creative that my work is the way that I express myself that's it's creative that's creation that's yeah 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 it is crazy but um but with yeah work-life balance it's a tough one because it's kind of it comes in um I mean lockdown has been has been crazy to be honest for for me and for business um pre-lockdown I was getting into really good flow with um kind of routine with the with the well it was a new shop at the time 15 yeah opened in December um and yeah it was feeling really good the balance was there we we're having a really fun time which was actually it's what it's all about really yeah. um and then lockdown hit and it was just all yeah like you said pivot adapt as quickly as possible um to survive really uh, it was 
about it, it was survival mode a little bit and you know we we did a we did a good job but the the work life it, it's just it was difficult it's difficult to know where the day ended where the in where it started really yeah. we kind of um what we did was we we had this kind of thing this called a sana which is like a um, project oh yeah yeah um so um it's like an app and we decided to use that between there was the three of us working at the time and it was just to kind of make sure that we weren't inf- interfering we weren't whatsapping basically yeah um, didn't want to like- i think that's i'm so <sighs> strict with that like i speak to a lot of like clients that come to me for readings and they're burnt out and then they just let slip oh yeah these work whatsapps i'm like banish like yeah. do it for everybody not just for you but your whole team because no one can switch off it's bad enough with emails yeah exactly and so the main thing with that was that it was a good opportunity to you know if I thought of something at Sunday night I'd have a WhatsApp catcher or someone on the team I, I want to I, I can put it in Asana and then when she and then she can see that and she can just complete the task in her own time in lockdown you know we're all working you know we're all dealing with our own shit and yeah kind of we, we're not necessarily working conventional hours we, we had to kind of sometimes I'd be working on a Sunday Sunday night and then I'd just be like not doing anything on the Monday just wanting to kind of relax and you know and the rest of the team would also you know they should be given that chance as well because we're all yeah. going through that, the, the same kind of thing together so something like that really helps to kind of but yeah you're right with the whatsapp is a bit of a night is a bit of a nightmare because there's no there's no end to it and it's just constant yeah I've taken off my thing where people the blue tick thing so you can't see oh right <laughs> that just pisses some people off they're like well that's really like why have you done that <laughs> no I think it just gives you that headspace I'm like one of my like one of my friends she does it um and it's it's so that her mother-in-law can't see if she's opened the messages <laughs> <laughs> But I always, it just freaks me out because I think she hasn't read it and then she's just replied. Yeah. that You're just like, you're making us, me feel bad because then I don't know if you've read it or not, if you're just ignoring me. I'm like, yeah. what if I open it and I forget to reply? Then you'll yeah. be it. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's so, and I think it just triggers so much guilt for people if they haven't like, my inbox, my DM inbox is just like such a mess at the moment because there's so many messages that I want to get back to, but then other, other things come through and I really I try and be strict like if people inquire about things I'm always like please get me on email because yeah things will come things will come through even if it's just someone doing a smiley face to a post it just pushes it hides other other messages like even with my friends I'm like don't dm me (laughs) get me on what like what's that for me is like friends yeah email like dm is like instagram dms is like just instagram in itself and then emails is work yeah conversations exactly but I've started um like now when I do emails because sometimes I would like I'm more nocturnal which probably isn't great for my hormones and getting everything balanced but and that's probably an issue that's probably why I'm nocturnal (laughs) because my hormones are out of balance but I um end up working late quite a lot because that's just where I feel like I work best um but I now when I send emails I schedule them to go the next to actually be sent the next day at like nine o'clock yeah, because kind of- I I don't want someone to then get my email Sunday night. Yeah. yeah, and then be like then thinking about it, even if they're not going to reply, it's still yeah. energetically that channel's then been opened. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm. So that's what I like do because also I don't want them to <laughs> reply, and then it just starts this like yeah, whole yeah. other thing. But 
coming back to like she's lost control and like you are like one of London's main crystal dealers <laughs> <laughs> and like you go to like is it do you say you call it Tucson yeah Tucson yeah. Yeah. it's spelt like Tucson isn't it but it's Tucson yeah. <laughs> so like you've gone to like the holy grail mecca or whatever of just crystal everything yeah. um and stood next to crystals that are like taller than you in a house and everything <laughs> but how does that come into how did crystals come into she's lost control was like was it crystals and then she was lost control or she's lost control then crystals and your jewelry yeah it was crystals then she's lost control so it was oh yeah because your uncle wasn't that Got yeah but, yeah actually well I've always been into the crystals my uncle psycho gave me a book on he's a he's a um, like a scientist like a chemist in a lab and he kind of work with minerals so chemistry the periodic table all that side of things and then just crystals in their form has mm. always been a complete obsession fascination of mine um and mainly about how they grew and I just could not believe this that they grew in this form mm. in nature um so it kind of began then and I was a buyer um fashion buyer and when I made the jump and left my job to retrain as a jeweler the kind of natural um the the natural thing to do was to use crystal jewelry for me it just seemed mm. obvious and back then there wasn't really there wasn't really any like kind not of nice like out there. I mean, yeah about like 10 years ago or something nine years ago it was um so my the idea was that I'd be develop I'd, I'd be designing fine jewelry and gold and silver bespoke with these crystals and at this point I had no idea I knew that there was like they're meant to have all these different meanings and stuff and I kind of I thought oh yeah I'm not I'm not really I, I don't really know a lot about that world but when I started I, I really quickly started to learn about it mainly because of the customers coming back to me and the stories they were telling me about how they felt when they were wearing their jewelry so that's when I started to get into it a bit more and I'm I'm quite often like I'm really into the science, into the science of things so I, in the, I need to understand why I need to understand that before I can kind of delve into something so I just started um, looking into it more and then started to experience it for myself and it was when I had I made a smoky quartz necklace for myself and I really felt that that helped me um like with my creative flow I could really I could really focus whenever I wore this specific necklace it was, it was kind of I always talk about smoky quartz balancing because of this very moment balance creative head with your business head because I swear that that's it was because of smoky quartz that I really was able to kind of push my business forward mm -hmm. and then I think crystals kind of taken me on my journey but then the the, the jewelry the jewelry kind of not died down but I just became more obsessed with just the crystals more than the jewelry itself yeah <laughs> and that's when um and Cheryl um my, who I founded SLC with back in 2015 was also starting on a similar sort of journey and we it kind of just felt it just felt right to kind of well it became it was a passion project she's asking for it, it just began it was where we were in our lives we were at a point where um you know uh, we were into like f fashion and like we wanted to look and feel good but mm. we were also into um like meditation, sound healing, crystals, and I just didn't fit in. And I just, we just didn't feel like we fitted in. Like 
I'd go to um, like crystal shops and I just felt like I didn't know enough. I felt a bit intimidated. Uh, and so I developed a shop. Well, we launched a shop that or a, a kind of a space that felt that we would feel comfortable in that we yeah. would, where we could and where we could kind of express like form self-expression a little bit back then I suppose um and it was a really big the community side of things had always been a really big value a really big focus point because it was um you know we wanted to build our community, you know, like and you came and did your this, this session, like the, the really very early days, like, <laughs> thing. and, you know, it was like, I think it was like you, Geordie Shield, Pip, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> the, little, um, the little group back then. And it, we wanted to start to build a, a community in a, in a space where we could hang out, where we could experience the things we wanted to experience. Cause it wasn't really, on offer anywhere so no it began like that and then it's just kind of grown and grown from from that point really but that community aspect's been like really important all the way through but, I mean even so communities in the sense of um like the community of practitioners mm-hmm. and the healers that we work with and mm-hmm. then but then also it's like multi-layered so it's the communities um so helping to kind of transform the minds and lives of people who come to the, the events themselves, but then also um, the communities along the supply chain that we work with who um, might have absolutely no idea that this alternative wellness <laughs> yeah. is going on and they, yeah. you know, they are impacted by, by what we do, um, whether it's positively or negatively. It, it, um, that's just something that needs to be kind of consciously you know really monitored but um yes yeah, so it's commu- on a com- communities it's right the way down right the way down the chain to the miners that are mining for um our crystals so that community has been is, is really key mm. and that's because it, it is it crystal clear yeah so crystal clear is um so it's a not-for-profit organization that i set up um been working on it for like two years but it's just such a huge huge job and the it's basically um it's basically to open the dialogue on sustainable crystals um and just to kind of start talking and educating people and getting the information out there about um where our crystals come from and what is actually what is actually going on and the industry is quite outdated and well extremely outdated i mean you mentioned tucson yeah so tucson is um this massive, massive trade fair where literally everybody, practically all crystal retailers, especially in America, but from around the world, um, you've got to go to Tucson to buy your stock. And what happens is they generally go and buy a whole year's worth of stock. I mean, the first year I went, I was like quite shocked by it. It's, um, it's so huge. It's like a whole town that's taken over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the whole of Tucson, so it's like it's massive in every hotel, every car park. There's like, it's like a huge, huge trade show in the whole city. And, um, and it's, yeah, it's pretty overwhelmed when you first go there, but what became really not really evident to me the first time I went was the lack of dialogue around ethical crystals and how easy it is for a, a trader to just say, Oh yeah, it, yeah 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 of course they're ethical yeah yeah they're mm. ethical. <laughs> it's 
like right okay we'll try and delve a bit deeper with that and you kind of you're up against it because you can't really get any further than that because the truth of it is that a lot of crystals you know they're they're kind of bought in by um uh, there's like big markets like saying by here in brazil and the big chinese buyers will maybe come in and buy in huge bulk and then um and then it'll be all shipped over to China. Then it'll just kind of all be dispersed from that. Point, whether it's cut and made into your gua sha or your face roller yeah. or whatever it is. But the bottom line of it is that that traceability from that point of that being bought by a, a Chinese. Um, I'm just using that as an example. As an example, yeah. a lot goes through China. So a lot goes through India to be cut and polished as well. America, but um, you lose visibility of the miners themselves and the community themselves that are actually mining these these stones and you know a lot of them um there's 40 million it's a four like artisanal small scale miners it mining communities it's like 40 million worldwide and they live hand to mouth and mm. that you know exploitation is a big thing so it's um it yeah it needs to be it needs to be talked about and it needs to be it, it's not a case of in my opinion, it's not a case of just um, stopping buying these crystals. If you find out that they're from a conflict area, like for instance, um, mining crystals from Africa, mm-hmm. yeah, you might think, "Oh God, let, let's you know, I'll, I'll stay away from them." But actually, that's not helping those communities on the ground. So, crystals- yeah, they need that money. That's for some of them. That's the only way that they can yeah. earn money. Yeah, exactly. And it's a, but it's about actually educating them as well on the value of the stones that they're mining so this is some work that I'm doing at the minute so crystal career is basically it is me yeah. <laughs> another one of your projects organization is also me but it's um <laughs> subsidiary it's it's paid it's sponsored by she's lost control so she's lost control funds crystal clear currently yeah and, um and I, crystal clear donates money at the minute to these communities um i'm working with one in um, a community of women in africa in malawi um, at rose quartz mine and then um in bahia where we get golden rutile and um it, with the with the african women miners it's about like, this is huge that they that they are even mining and getting money for their for what they're mining um it's a really male dominated industry so that in itself is really empowering for them so great to work with these women that honestly they're amazing um and for them that they don't even know that rose quartz that they, they said to me about well, what that's like waste product because i actually met yes because i yeah that's the other thing as well a lot some of it is waste product as well yes and now i'm like actually helping them see that they can make revenue from this product that they think is waste when they're really you know they're mining for ruby sapphire in this part of malawi but it's um and in Tanzania as well, but actually, if they can get some money for this waste product, then that's great for them. It's a whole other new income income stream. And like the longer term, the longer term plan is to kind of you know work with these communities. I mean, this is like a lifelong plan, really. But it's uh, about working with them and building lapidary schools so we can teach them how to um, cut and polish, so then it doesn't need to be sent somewhere else. So mm-hmm. like kind of adding value and skills. It's mm-hmm. all um so it's yeah there's a there's a lot of work to be done on it but it's it feels good to be able to like you know talk about it and it 
inform people of what actually is going on out there because there's a lot of kind of murky there's miscommunication out there and it's I, I just think you just need to we just need to be talking about it to get yeah. it out yeah and I think there are so many shady sides to clothes and <laughs> that everything food there's a shade there's a shadow side to everything but I think with I mean, I know that I've had like messages from people when there's been like an article in the press yeah. about like our crystals, the new blood diamonds and so many people freak out. And yeah, yeah, exactly. That was a big, that was actually a big help to me. There was a Guardian article that came out last year um, and it was in, I think it was in like August next year, last year. And um, it, I then went out to Tucson and met up with, I actually was speaking to the journalist who wrote the article as well. And it mm. was, um, and it helped me in Tucson explain to the wholesalers and the traders actually what was happening and what people were waking up to and what people were talking about. Because there's a, they just, a lot of traders feel like, you know, they might not be doing anything bad. They might be getting, their crystals could be ethical, but the is it's no validated proof of that yeah system in place like we have fair trade um cotton and now we have fair trade gold but there's not um there's nothing that exists so i'm working on with fair mind actually on kind of getting some guidelines in place where we can start to actually um validate and show the transparency of the supply chain because it's amazing important yeah and i think it's just for them as well it gives them something to kind of um that represents them yeah and supports them exactly and you know it's it is a it's a it's a really nice industry as well and it's you know if we think about um you mentioned clothes and yeah obviously there's that's for me that's why because i used to work in fashion and i can kind of that's why i kind of understand more of this like the transparency side of things and inability and how it all needs to needs to work um but with um the crystal with the crystal industry is so kind of outdated that they do it does need to be it, it, you need to kind of like educate and inform so mm. that we move forward with it yeah and like even what was the convention that you went to so yeah so so the biggest where the biggest problem is is jewelry so this was mm. i kind of figured that in order to in order to kind of break through with the crystal industry and kind of get somewhere, I'd, I'd kind of integrate more with the jewellery industry. Mm. We know that we've heard about blood diamonds and things like that. And it's all, so in, and actually gold is one of the worst, um, has one of the worst impacts on the environment and on society um, after agriculture globally. Mm-hmm. So it's, wow. It's a huge issue. Not a lot of, not a lot of pe- people are aware of it actually, but um there's a lot of deaths annually and it's um it's all about how it's mined and you extract I mean you extract mer- a lot of mercury's used which is really toxic so that's a big issue so I decided to go out to Chicago to um the sustainable jewelry conference to um meet with all of these kind of pioneers who are really driving things forward with gold and um in precious stones and I was really I was the only person there to represent the um, crystal side of things mm. how did you feel about that um I felt a bit I felt a bit out of my depth to be honest to begin mm. with um I felt um I also felt like um I felt quite excited about it at the same time because 
it became really clear that this is a all I mean the people I've met I met there are all really good friends now and mm -hmm. we'll like meet well we were meant to be meeting again in Tucson but um mm. it's there's a movement there there's a movement of people who um really give a shit and who really want to change the world and really want to help um these communities that are on the ground so there's a lot of grassroots initiatives um that you can kind of take or that I'm definitely taking a lot of inspiration from and can get support with what I'm trying to do and there's so there's a lot of similarities there so it's really kind of um yeah it was really eye-opening for me really eye-opening I love it it's like it's so inspiring <laughs> It's all very serious. Yeah, but yeah, I can imagine that like, I would just, yeah, but that would put a lot of people, the uh, reason why I ask is that would put a lot of people off because that can bring up like your imposter syndrome, yes. can't it? Of like, oh my God, who am I? I've got these, there were these people that yeah. know all of this and then who am I? And that could put a lot of people off. But again, your Aries moon, hello. <laughs> <laughs> I'm my Leo rising there. All right, yeah. And that. <laughs> it was it was brilliant like it's just it's going to be happening probably di digitally this year but um, it was just so great to kind of jump on a plane which you can't do now no well yeah <laughs> unless you're on a quarantine yeah and one of the people um someone that I met there actually so I met with a lot of actual miners and the one um there was some two tribe leaders from Rodinia in the Amazon um it was the first time they'd ever left the uh, the jungle, uh, let alone got on a plane and, and flew to Chicago. Yeah. Um, now they, it was it was really interesting. They had they had come to seek our help. Um, everyone at the conference to kind of help them reach the market. So what they were seeing, it, it was it was it was around the time as well. We've, we've seen all the Amazon fires and things like that. Yeah. Um, so it was all really kind of relevant at the time as well. Um, and they were suffering from um, illegal logging, which is when um, like illegal um, groups come in and cut down trees and make space for agriculture or for mining gold. Mm. Um, and so they wanted to actually be able to sell to mine themselves, to mine. They knew where this, where gold, what they know where gold is in within their territory and they also know how to protect and look after the Amazon. So they were actually there to um, meet everyone and just to get everyone's support on empowering, um, to, to empower them as a, as a civilization so that they can actually be the ones that are, that are linked up to the marketplace and they are the one, they want to trade. They, they, they feel like they, they need to do it to protect their, their livelihood and, and the Amazon. Um, so that was really great to meet them because we were talking about um they have um they they mine topaz so they've got some really beautiful topaz and there's some rough pieces that are again like they think are no good because they're for, they're just for jewelry but actually yeah. i was able to get some of those pieces from from them and then start a kind of um hopefully you'll be able to buy more from them in the future and also um they make really great they grow really great cacao so it was kind of right what else nice. can we yeah work with you how can mm. we like help and, and everybody at the conference was like thinking about okay how what is it that this that this because there's 2000 it's a, it was a civilization of 2000 of them um, in Rodinia and it was kind of this particular tribe and they've got so many skills within their within the tribe that they want to kind of 
um, get out into the world so that they can protect their territory. So yeah. really great hearing firsthand because there's a lot of um, nervousness uh, out there in the media and socials about um, about kind of cultural appropriation and yeah. about things like that. So it was kind of it felt really good to actually speak to these tribe leaders who were like, no, actually we yeah. need your help. We want yeah. We want to we want to supply this we want to do it right we want to do it respectfully and we want to make sure that we're um that we are the ones that are kind of providing this route to the marketplace because if we don't then unfortunately the way that the world is illegal logging illegal loggers will come in and that's when that's when the amazon's really endangered mm. yeah it's so tragic isn't it that they're even in that position no but and yeah, even like just what was what you were saying about like cultural appropriation, because that's just a, a big conversation that also needs to be had at the moment. Or kind of even I saw um, Adele got so much stick recently because I think she got dressed up for carnival, and people were like, "That's cultural appropriation," and she was like, "No, I'm just appreciating." It's like cultural appreciation, cultural appropriation or appreciation. Right, but yeah. what like and there, there was a massive conversation and. I think that just really ir- illustrated like where that was kind of coming from yeah. and, and even like with like celebrities like when they'll have their hair in cornrows again that's cultural appropriation mm. like cultural appropriation is like when you're taking from another culture and also a lot of time people don't re- refer to where it's from they don't reference and say yeah. this is where it, what it's from um and it's cultural appropriation when you're like like I said, not honouring where it's come from and you're doing it as fancy dress and it's something that you can take off or you're something you're just kind of like throwing it around. But with, there are so many spiritual practices that are technically cultural appropriation. um, But it's just finding that balance, like you said, from using it so that we're supporting those right, those right, the, the people that need it, but also having reverence for where that's come from. Because even the term, so you can use, if you, in my opinion it's like you can use white sage you can use that palo santo as long as it's sustainably sourced yeah but do it respectfully and don't call it smudging yes because that's their like in like native american um culture that's where this comes from and it's ceremonial it's very sacred but also a lot of people have been killed for it's been illegal for them to even practice that. So yeah. when we can just do it freely or like, oh, I've had a shit day. <laughs> Where's my Paolo Santo? Yeah. That, that's where the disconnect comes from. I think it was legalized until like 1978 or something like yeah. that. And they're still getting, they still, it's not like, it's always that um, with everything that's happened this year, especially where it's been heightened with Black Lives Matter and things that have happened with people. I saw like a horrible video of this guy who was like a Native American and getting just, yeah, beaten up by the police just because (laughs) he was from a tribe and it's still going on. And I think that these, having access to these like tools, use it as an opportunity to get to know that culture yeah, exactly. And their history and where it's come from and really appreciate that. And as your way of saying thank you, like, yeah, pay for that thing and make sure that that, en- that money energetically is going back to that tribe. But also, like, can you do any sign a petition or other, something else that's going to support those yeah. people? Yeah, completely. So there's um, like recently, obviously, with um, with everything happened with COVID, mm. the whole community was really um, affected big time. 
Um, and I know that in Corsa, which is one of the brands we um, we stock at SLC, um, I was speaking to them recently and they're working, they've been working on um, actually supporting this Navajo community who um, actually have been really, really badly hit through through COVID, but making sure that, um, that where they can get their produce um, all their Native American produce out to the world to get in but then also to give back with COVID rescue. So there's been a lot of um, donations going back to those communities and um, and then obviously in Corsa and SLC as well, we kind of really um, explain the origins and the native yeah. traditions of, of, of those communities. And it's important to, I kind of feel a little bit like we, or especially me personally, I kind of do a lot of um, groundwork before we buy any crystals or before yeah. we buy any um, sage or Palo Santo. And um, and this is something that's just going to grow and grow and grow as the business kind of moves forward. But um, it's really important to for me personally to get my hands dirty with the communities themselves. So it's something that, you know, started off with the crystals. I, I can't just take someone's word for it. I need to actually get my hands dirty. And it's a really, really big undertaking to do that. It's huge. But it's the same with, um, so that's one, the crystal clear side of things is that that's what we're doing with that. But then there's also, you know, with the Palo Santo, um, we really it, it, it's, it's equally, it was just, it's just as important. And with Sage, just as important. And, so um, with Palo Santo, we um, we get that from Ecuador currently, and the the, um, the community. I spoke to them recently um, about this very issue about um, social uh, cultural appropriation and about um, it being in, specifically about Palo Santo being endangered because there's a lot of names out there yeah. about being endangered, which actually it isn't. Um, and there is a, there's two different types of Palo Santo, um, and one of them is undeniably endangered. Um, and it's it's I can't remember the exact um, two names of them, but if you go on our website, it's all we've got. I've got it written a whole piece on there. Um, and he actually said to me, the kind of leader of the community, he was in who we actually buy the Palo Santo from, that it's having an adverse effect. So all these memes that are out there saying that it's endangered is actually making the demand go down. And if they haven't got the demand for it, then they can't keep harvesting, they can't keep producing. And it means that um, that's when illegal logging, loggers come in again. So this is kind of, a, the kind of illegal logging thing is a huge, huge yeah. thing in all these, for all these communities. Um, and he, so yeah, they, as long as they actually want to kind of um, sell to retailers who are telling their story and who are kind of giving back. So we give back money towards the replantation. And yeah. Like yeah, I was buying my um, Palo Santo from this um, company that they replant. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, re it's really important. Um, I think they've like replanted 5,000 5, new trees this year. Um, and there's a whole process on how you actually collect palo get yeah yeah because you have to let it is it like cure yeah let it dry out fall naturally and be and dry mm. and dry out um over a matter of years and then you kind of um collect it from the from the ground but if we yeah if you look if you if if anyone goes on our website there's a whole piece on there and i explain the whole process of how it all kind of how it works because it's quite a, a detailed um yeah process really yeah. 
it's but with the with just going back to the cultural appropriation side of things it's you know it, it is important just to make sure that we're respectful of those traditions and we understand where they come from and, and like you said with the with smudging we never uh, we never equally we never talk about smudging either because it's a whole different process yeah it's, smudging is not smoke cleansing and it's not, um it's it, you know it, it, it's not incense burning it's it's yeah. it's it's a different process and that needs to be kept sacred and if you know if for those of for those who do want to do want to smudge and who are smudging I would assume that they're doing it and also in a respectful kind of um way in in it with some um with those tribes themselves yeah or with someone who's kind of been initiated so it's kind of it, it you know it's it's it just needs to be respected mm. for what it is yeah and I think you can use the use Palo Santo to smoke cleanse yeah but just don't refer to it as smudging yeah exactly, exactly. I think if that's unless you're trained or initiated by a shaman like, even though I have been I'd I still step back from I don't feel comfortable saying smudging now yeah. Yeah. um but yeah in Lunar I wrote a section about kind of um, sustainability and cultural appropriation and yeah like just being careful with the words you're we're using but yeah smoke cleanse you can say smoke cleanse instead yeah and just as a customer as well just asking the questions mm. you know like that's the only way we're going to be able to move forward with all of this if we just ask ask the questions of the of the retailers like well, where's my crystal from how do you know anything about its journey and um, where's my palo santo from is it is it, is it, eth- is it sustainable and just yeah. kind of um the more we ask and the more you put we put um people on not put people on the spots so you don't really want to do that but it, it needs to be more in the consciousness it needs to be more in this consciousness that um so that everybody's asking these questions so that we're all on this journey together mm. and like in case there's someone listening to this being like having a little mini freak out like oh my god does this mean I can't buy crystals where do I buy crystals from what does this mean can I not use smudging like where what what do I do like what would you what would you advise someone that's like listening to this and thinking like to kind of help make their um crystal shopping or their Paolo Santo shopping like more conscious and sustainable well I think it's a say it's, it's as with anything that we yeah. buy it needs to be um you know just checking in that you actually need to need to buy this like uh, yeah 100 <laughs> percent. have you already got 10 pieces of smoky quartz <laughs> and you're you know obviously I sell crystals but I'm very much like, I know you you're like this as well tomorrow that you will have one that you one or two that you work with at any mm-hmm. one time and it's mm-hmm. not I, I'm not con- constantly surrounded by a lot of crystals and I quite often will um give crystals away to people as well when I've kind of finished with them so I think it's asking that question do, first and foremost do, do you really do you really need this but then also just um asking the retailer or whoever it is who you're buying it from or receiving it from um just a few little questions about where is about it's about its origins and use your tune in use your intuition to fit to to see if you feel like you know it is from a it is from a good place and it's not to say that with crystals i mean that i don't want to like freak anyone out because it's it, it isn't it is a good it is a good industry as well it's not like if you compare like crystal mining to like technology what we use quartz for technology yeah. this is like really 
not comparable at no. all. It's comparable to gold mining or ore mining. It's, it really is of really small impact when you, um, A, on the environment and B, on, um, on society. Um, it's low value produce as well. So it's not, um, it's not really sought after and it's not something they're really going to be getting loads of conflict. Um, yeah. Like, like we not see. like our phones the, the minerals that are made used to made our fo- make our phones which are from conflict areas precisely our iPhones and also a lot of people don't realize there's gold in our iPhones gold like I said before is, is the wor- is the worst mineral uh, and so one thing I would advise anybody if they are buying um, any jewelry is to just either buy fair trade or fair mined um, or recycled that's something that's super important um, that is that is where we need to make the big change. And I feel like if we can make, if the change can ha- start to happen in gold mining and sapphire mining and um, precious gemstones, then it will filter down to, it will filter down to the crystal industry. Um, but yeah, it, it really, you know, it really isn't as harmful. And this, the other side of it as well is if you think, you know, we're, we're producing these clusters, we're selling these like beautiful um, mineral specimens. They're the things that have been that have been excavated with love to stay intact anyway. Yeah. So the sort of um, miners that are mining, um, especially like in the Himalayas and uh, places like that, when they're kind of getting these beautiful intact specimens, it's because they've been excavated gently yeah um so it's not like necessarily using big explosives and things like that um so it's you know it's it's not a terrifying um industry that needs to like complete overhaul at all but it does need the conversation does need to start happening and only just just so that we can trace it just so we can honor can say with honesty and complete integrity that this come from this source and that and you know and and then you, you kind of know what you're selling but the problem is that there's no there's no guidelines out there there's no re- legislation that exists to actually provide retailers with that so that's yeah. what I'm trying to kind of develop amazing and I think so many more um companies are I mean not enough but more are getting switched on to their impact and wanting to reduce that in different ways yeah. aren't they yeah definitely definitely and it's about um I always talk about um I was lucky enough when we worked on Aubanyan which was like a an island in Croatia which we're not going through now which you I know <laughs> that's amazing that's such a special place yeah for anybody listening who knows what I'm talking it'll know what I'm talking about but yeah. I am <laughs> Um, but yeah, um, I was lucky enough to work with Brian Spooner, who was one of the founders of the Eden Project. And he, um, he, I have taught, I've learned so much from Brian in terms of um, sustainable work practices um, and just how to have a business model that has a triple bottom line, which really kind of. What does that mean? It means if, if you think about account, if you think about like how you like you do your year end accounts on your business and you have your bottom line, it's always financial. Um, with the triple bottom line, it it means that you are looking at the social, environmental, and financial together, and only at that point can you, when you look at, that's how you see the true performance of your business. So this isn't isn't just isn't just measured on how much money you're making. So this is when it becomes like this real sort of um, profit with purpose, I suppose, which is like really, um, you know, how weighing up. You, you might 
weighing up how one action that you have in your business might have a negative social impact, but it might have a really amazing environmental impact. Mm. Uh, and it's like, well, how do you look at the two of them together, like it, offset them? And you might decide that it's not worth doing that amazing environmental impact measure because the consequences on the social are too high. So it's just about having that full circular awareness of of your business and your business's impact and I think if anybody's starting a business it's good to start on those um with those values because it you can as you grow you grow in the right sort of way um, a lot of businesses do the opposite and say okay yeah we're not big enough yet to to kind of really um give back to this social cause or to do this environmental but we will get to it that's actually sometimes a, a, I think, a backward, a backward way to look at it, really. Yeah, because I guess it, once you're at that point, then technically it's cutting into your profit. Yeah, exactly. Because you're to get to be earning that much, much that more money, you've got to have more staff. You've got your overheads that then get higher. So you're better off to start as you mean to go on, so that it builds with you as you've got that in place. So I think that's so many. I think there's lots of brands, like clothing brands, that are getting called out, aren't they? Because of their practices but I think it's so hard for them to go they would have to strip all the way back or go push 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 exactly to do that so I think it's really hard for that the fashion industry to do things and I think that's why um I've seen some brands like they aren't there's a I can't remember what the website is there's a website and you can type brands in Right. And it will tell you or give like where they are. So whether it's like good, bad or better, yeah. which is quite good. But um, I think some of them, it's like, yeah, they're not doing that, but then they're giving a lot to charities. So they're offsetting it yes. and they're giving a lot to other charities and they're doing other things. So they're trying to give back in the way that they can. Yes. Yeah. But I don't know if that's good enough, but. Yeah. I think, well, the fashion industry was, you know, it was hugely um, hit with the, when it was the um was I can't remember when it was like se- seven years ago the Rama Plaza explosion in oh that, yeah that was when everything really kicked off with the, in fashion that's when everybody's eyes opened um and that's when that whole the whole kind of fashion revolution launched and the whole um, movement started and it's really hard because I actually worked in the fashion industry up until like well, about ten years ago maybe but it was um really hard for these businesses to have these kind of sudden knee-jerk reactions and try and kind of improve because actually it was so entangled and complex and outdated the supply chains that it's it just made it really it just made it really difficult so that's why a lot of unfortunately a lot of these brands are really suffering now a lot of the high street brands as we kind of that used to once be really popular they just can't keep up with the demand for like the more conscious consumerism it's, it's like a big factor which is which is why like for me like looking in as a future of she's lost control i i kind of feel like she's lost control cannot survive without crystal clear yeah so it, was, it was born out of necessity because, you know there's not nobody out nobody doing anything about it out there and so i just kind of felt like i, I need to do it i, I need I need I've got a responsibility as a as a um, retailer in this industry to kind of start trying to lead the dialogue on it Mm. and I wonder if it's from working with all those crystals that has opened you up in that way consciously 
to not you know you can't see and you know there is no other option than to put that energy into making it more sustainable and conscious and just opening me up to see to to realize in that it's not black and white it's not it, it, the only way you can really truly get any sort of understanding is by like actually communicating with these communities at like a grassroots level it's um it's really hard to it's not as simple as okay don't buy that crystal yeah there's a whole chain of people involved in that in that um whole process just by stopping buying something it's not that's not the answer it's actually have a a worse impact Mm. like you said it's having that conversation so buy it but making sure that because I think if enough people keep asking and also sales are going down because of that people will switch and hang on a minute this is important we need to clear this up because people aren't going to buy this anymore we need this business running exactly and that is it as well clear it up like exactly the right term to use is clear it up because it might you might need to give people some clarity on it because that's what's missing here it's it might be fine they might have worked you know we might the supply chain that could be absolutely it could be amazing but nobody's telling anybody that it's amazing and yeah. nobody's recording anything so there's let's you know if you've got a supply chain in the crystal industry that you're super proud of let's start talking about it that's kind of what needs to sort of happen and for anybody that's listening and they're like, how can I support like Crystal Clear and like, these communities? Like, what can they, what can they do? So we give a percentage of all our sales at SLC to um, straight, straight to the community, straight to Crystal Clear. So that's how it's funded initially. Um, but also if you go on Crystal Clear website, which is crystalclear.life, um, on there, there's all sorts of donation options. So you can either donate directly to uh, um, the mining community so the money goes straight to them and at the minute we've got a COVID rescue um, mission in place so you can buy you can go on there and buy like a food a care package for amazing for two weeks or something like that Um, you can also buy them safety equipment if you want to buy like a safety mask um, to they a lot of miners can be um, a risk of getting silicosis which is from quartz dust so if they haven't got the right masks then that, that's obviously there it's in danger in their lives so you can you can buy someone a mask or you can contribute to we also have an option for um a, a more sustainable a mindful future which is where you're given that's the more long-term vision so that will be okay when the mines run dry um, are we looking at these communities and providing them with um the skills to farm or um or do like build an organic farm or teach them new skills like stone cutting and things so there's there, there's different ways that you can um that you can donate if you head to the website see it on there amazing i'll um put the oh, yeah i need to i'll put i will put all the links i've got i've got such a backlog i want to have like have like a podcast like library on my website with all the links and the videos and everything but i just haven't I can't keep up. I'm the same as you. I can't keep up with all the ideas <laughs> that I have. <laughs> but um, like, what would you say like, is like the biggest lesson that you've learned through running She's Lost Control and doing everything that you do? The biggest lesson actually has probably been um, about taking risks, I think. Mm-hmm. I take risks. I, I, I feel like I've taken a lot of, risks and 
they haven't always maybe worked out um but it's always I've always felt like again it's probably that Aries it's that Aries <laughs> energy isn't it all of me around um but uh but yeah it, that kind of I get a I get a I get a buzz off taking a risk so that makes me feel um more um in tune and it makes mm-hmm. me kind of it, I, I just kind of thrive off it and then I kind of glide through if I take a risk and it, I kind of yeah I enjoy it so I think that's been that's been a lesson because in the initial when I initially left my job I had a really good job in buying um and everyone thought I had gone mad just leaving my job mm. and, and I remember us talking about she's lost control though because you just opened the shop you were still doing it you were only working it part-time yeah and I was still hairdressing and we were like we've got to do this <laughs> at the same point weren't we? yeah, I know giving each other pep talks <laughs> and that was the biggest risk that I that was a big risk for me doing that like my family were like oh what you're leaving this job and and I had a really stable job I'd done really well in my career and on paper everything seemed fine but just something missing I wouldn't have enough create there was nothing it wasn't creative enough for me and I just wanted to do my own thing um but that was terrifying because I wasn't someone who'd done like freelance before or anything Mm -hmm. like that I was always like we I think it was similar we were talking about similar things where you left your um job in the hairdressers but um yeah that was the first of many lessons of taking a risk Mm. and it kind of worked out and I kind of am used to that I'm used to that adrenaline that (laughs) now you're you're just this risk junkie now you've done it (laughs) I'm used to the fear (laughs) but I think that's where confidence comes from it's like is taking that risk and stepping outside of your comfort zone and then getting to that other side and being like oh, everything was okay, I survived. Or, yeah, that didn't work out how I thought it was, but I learned this and now I'm here, so great. Um, So I think that that's where confidence comes from as well, as much as doing other things. But it is taking those risks. Definitely. It was around my Saturn return that as well. So Mm. it was a change and things like that. So it was, yeah, yeah, it was was a really kind of a turning point in in my life, in my career, I think. Yeah, I think it was certain returns, such a big theme that keeps coming up for people when I talk to people on this podcast. Where it's like, when did that happen? And they're like, mm, like 28, 29, like yeah. Saturn return, like, of course. Um, so I think it is so, I think for so many people, I mean, I think a lot of us that I've been interviewing are sort of around the similar age as well. So I was talking to, are we the same age? What year were you born in? Yeah, 82. I think we're the same. Okay, I, I, I'm 84. but I was talking I always think that we're the same age but I was talking to yeah (laughs) (laughs) I have to I always have to check but definitely 84 (laughs) definitely yeah uh, yeah yeah I'm 30 30, how yeah I'm 36 I do I have to check myself check myself but um uh, now I'm like am I 36 probably that I'm sure I'm younger (laughs) are you not 35 because are you in a 36 in oh no uh, I no, don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm over thirty. Well, <laughs> I'm there. But I was speaking to Kimberly in um, another um, episode, and she was saying like how it was like, and 
who is it? Frankie, Francesca, Oddi mentioned it as well about this like Neptune in Pisces. So this time it's for all of us around the similar time have like really kind of like opened up to this um, mystical world and are bringing it to the mainstream. Amazing. Mm, so we're kind of, yeah. yeah open it helping to open the doors for other people um but yeah what else can people expect from you like where can they find she's lost control how can they enjoy all of the benefits from being part of that gorgeous community so um you can follow us on instagram so it's slc underscore london um and we are running so we launched this in lockdown we launched our community culture which is all our digital events so we've got um all sorts of kind of alternative wellness. I did yin yoga with Lisa the other day. It's so dreamy. So we've got a combination of events that we we ran religiously, like at our space at 42 Valentine Road, Lisa being one of them. So yeah. Lisa's been one day for, I feel like three years now, mm. really. Might be. Um, Lisa has run Monday night um, Crystal Yin. Um, and then... So that's, you can just do that online now on Zoom. And then we've also got, we have like kind of master classes as well. So if you want to really learn a new skill, then you can do like, you can learn the tarot. Or you can, um, I think tonight we've got um, master class in intuition. Um, and then we also have our like uh, moon circles. So tree does um, every full moon, every new moon they're really popular um and we just started sending out little you can order like a moon ritual set so you can we can kind of participate in it together oh, with nice we, like pick them mm-hmm. each um, month um so there's that and then there's obviously our new store it's 74 broadway market in, in east london london <laughs> um so yeah, so we're open every day. <laughs> so you can come down there and we've actually called it our new, it's like a, a shop and sanctuary. So it's mm. kind of feeling like the and the flow of energy in the whole space is really being considered. So we've got um like selenite in the walls and um the back room has all got clear quartz in this in the cement in the marble floor. And so everything's natural um minerals on the walls as well. Um, it's really important to consider the flow of energy in the space. I just, especially with everything that's happened with lockdown, I felt like like retail's not necessarily. I knew it was going to be a struggle for retail. Mm-hmm. I kind of was thinking, oh my god, I'm opening a physical bricks and mortar store mm. out of lockdown. But it, you know, it's a real. Um, it is a community um, space though as well. So having that sanctuary vibe was a real, really important thing. So that it. Kind of feel like there's a new there's a newness to retail that it's, it's like stepping into a new kind of um space so yeah so we've got like kind of arches which we've looked at all like feng shui and there's all sorts of lovely little elements for how yeah. they're in the space so you can come there we've got um like tarot oracle readings astrology readings or <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we've got all of that um, and then um, yeah and then online so www.shesuscontrol.co.uk <laughs> but, but yeah and um, we'll be updating that soon um, as well because we haven't got a lot of new product on there at the moment sorry mm. <laughs> still in the shop 
it's all in the shop so and, and you're you, doing the virtual yeah, we're doing virtual yeah so if you just want to have a virtual appointment we just take you around the shop so you just book in for that online it's all on our website and um yeah you it's 10 pound but it's redeemable off the whatever you you spend in the shop so um and it's it's quite good because you get one of us kind of it's like a bespoke little shopping personal shopping experience so you get one of us taking you around explaining everything to you Mm -hmm. is it on like facetime or zoom or Uh, is on zoom yeah (laughs) love that um to wrap up this conversation something that I ask all of my guests is that you all have probably heard with the other episodes that you've listened to is that if you could go back to another phase in your life what would when would it be and it could be to just enjoy it it could be to tell yourself something or a lesson that you learned in that time it'd be um, which we've kind of touched on already but it would definitely be going back to me when I was in that stable job just about to leave not worrying if I was making the right choice or not just to kind of tell myself that this is going to be okay that you because it the feelings and the emotions that I had at that time I I didn't really know where I was going and I didn't really have a plan really I was just winging it to be honest and I just knew there was something inside of me that knew that this wasn't for me anymore this like Monday to Friday um job working for Philip Green mm-hmm. <laughs> um and and it just didn't sit well with me anymore like the I saw some factories in India that just broke my heart and mm. I just kind of thought this I can't do this anymore um so but didn't have a full on plan Jesus control didn't exist then so it, it was it came later but that was the brainchild of of having that space to kind of actually be able to make the jump so I definitely go back to then and just kind of you know tell myself that it's you're going to get to this point it's going to be okay you're mm. doing the right thing and also you're going to learn on this journey you're going to learn a lot of skills to help you deal with with the journey that you're going on yeah at that point I you know I wasn't meditating or anything I wasn't I, I had you know I wasn't doing any of that and so I it kind of it came late after leaving my job that's when I started to enter into that world so it kind of I had I didn't know at that point that I was going to have all these other little aids that were going to really help me and tools that were going to help me mm. on let alone crystals yeah <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea what was going to happen there what so, did your uncle think now he just he cringes he's always going <laughs> on, none of that sort of stuff that you go on about though and I'm like yeah but I'll try and have a scientific conversation with him yeah. about, uh, about like um how it can generate currents and things like that and and I bought this, um, I bought like a levitation machine. To- mm-hmm. Of course you did. <laughs> I can't remember if I told you this. Yeah, you told me you were getting it. With sound and I'm really into the science of things, but more about like, because I'm more, in, I want to kind of convince people who, who won't, who won't convert because of the science. So I think if sometimes if you can just drip feed some bits of information to them, then it can um maybe sway them a little bit but um but yeah my uncle's just like he's open to it in some ways but then he's just a bit like then he's like oh nah I don't I don't get it (laughs) (laughs) I guess it's well I don't know I was gonna say it's a different generation but there there will be people that are your uncle's age that are 
yeah well into all of this yeah, definitely like old school yeah I mean you'll say oh yeah it makes sense you, mm. So I can have a conversation about the science of it with him and you can say it makes sense. But then, well, scientists being scientists, they won't. Of course. If it's something they can't measure, then they won't, um, they won't kind of agree to it. So it's, it's that, it's just his, the science side's ingrained. <laughs> it was, um, yeah, but I, I think like with, with science, so they don't, what they don't understand is our, is our consciousness. We don't understand how interrelate with con with consciousness and with energy, but they're happy to use it every day of their lives for everything else. In yeah. Technology and yeah. But as soon as you mention anything to do with consciousness and the, how they interact with our energy field, it's like, eh, eh. Mm. I think that's, there are so many cynics out there, but haven't even tried. Yes. Yes. Like, or been open to an experience. Like, I know some of my most fun like one-to-one -one sessions for Reiki are with people that are skeptical yeah because they had they're like okay go on then like but like someone's booked like their, their wife's like booked it in for them and then they're like okay <laughs> and then after they're like oh my god and like literally they had this guy's like now I know what the meaning of life is like <laughs> it was a thing like <laughs> he's like he's like I could feel like I could feel this happening and he's like you were actually doing stuff I was like yeah um, and I think for so many people that are like, I, I, for me, I don't think that it's for us to convince or convert people, but it's for us to keep sharing what we're passionate about and have that there available to them when they're ready or at that moment when they are just a little bit curious. Yeah, 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 exactly. Because yeah, a lot of the time I find in a lot of people that come in the shop or that message us that, you know, they are curious, but mm. because of, they haven't got that more science backup side of it mm. they can't let themselves go there yeah they just can't open up to it so I always find it really helps to be able to talk about that side of things to people then they they feel safer in yeah some people work like that don't they it is yeah but then there's also so many things that aren't scientifically proven that are so effective and powerful but that's like a whole other thing yeah. <laughs> I love it. That's a whole conspiracy theory conversation. Our entire career is built on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's, there will be people that will be calling us charlatans and taking advantage of people. But for me, it's like speak to the people yeah. that have had. I'm not lying. I'm just creating experiences for people or sharing information for people to have their own experience. Yeah, exactly. And if they're if they if they're into it. And they, they wouldn't be still be around. We wouldn't still be talking about crystals to the point of wanting to set up check, um, yeah. things to support these communities to keep it going if there wasn't something in it. Yeah, completely. Oh, wow. Right. Okay, let's, let's leave it on that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Joe. It's been so good talking to you. Oh, lovely. Thank I you for having me. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of Another Phase. If you've got a lot out of this conversation or any of the others in the series, I would really appreciate it if you could be one of my cheerleaders and show some love for the podcast by rating and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also help me spread the word if you want to by telling your friends, your workmates or anyone else that you think might be interested in these topics. If it's something that you think they would vibe with as well please don't be shy about letting them know about this podcast these episodes are released every tuesday so if you want to get them while they're hot 
make sure that you are either subscribed to another phase on Apple Podcasts or following on Spotify to make sure that you don't miss out on them. Oh, and babe, before I go, if you do have any aha moments from listening to these conversations, I want to hear all about it. So please slide into my DMs on Instagram at underscore underscore wolf sister and tell me all about it. Until then, I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful week.